This is Sid Roth saying, Shalom Mishpacha. Mishpacha is a Hebrew word. It means family. And we're the Mishpacha, the family with a Jewish heart. Welcome to today's edition of Messianic Vision and another appointment for you to be mentored to fulfill your destiny with one of our It's Supernatural guests. And now, here's your host for this program, It's Supernatural television producer, Ryan Bruss. Thank you, Sid. Today on Messianic Vision, our special guest is Dr. John Prudian. And boy, this is going to be exciting because I've never heard this term before. He wrote a book called Accelerated Healing. And anything, I'm one of those guys uh, that anything I can do faster, uh, I'm in. Uh, or better, and I don't want to wait around, wait around, wait around, wait around for me to get my act together uh, to to be healed and to see miracles, and and that's what this is all about. John has uh, such a testimony of how God has really moved in his life to show people how they can see amazing things from God. And John, thir- you you say that you've literally had 30 years of disappointment where you didn't see anyone healed. Is that true? Yeah, it's something, uh, you know, regretfully, unfortunately, 30 years is... Uh, <laughs> That's a long time. It's a long time, yes. Uh, very, very little miracles. Let's put it that way. I did. There was a lady who had a stomach ache, that, <laughs> and she felt a little better. But it was very, very little manifestations. The first thirty years that I prayed for the sick, and it was uh, very, very disappointing and uh, heartbreaking. And uh, it just took me that my faith level just kept dropping and dropping. I think over those thirty years from all the disappointment. Wow. And, and you know, you know this is uh, on a serious note, in that 30 years, uh, your, your father died. Uh, tell me about what happened to you, your faith, and what was going on with you at that time. It has already been—it didn't happen near the, near the end of the 30 years. So I had been through so much disappointment. I would pray for people that were dying, and they wouldn't recover. They would just die. And I prayed for people that weren't dying, and they would die. Just, uh, it was <laughs> quite tragic, really. Uh, you know, it's it's one thing to, to kind of look back on it now and, uh, you know, kind of be light about it. But it was actually heartbreaking and disappointing. And my faith level was so low when my dad got cancer that I just did not have very much faith for him to be healed. And, uh, you know, I had to see him wither away from uh, metastatic prostate cancer he started out with uh, being able to walk, then needing a cane, then needing a walker, then a wheelchair, and then he was uh, bedridden, and then he couldn't get out of bed, um, and it's just, and then he slipped into a coma and passed away. Went to be with the Lord, but uh, his faith was very strong, and uh, you know I miss him tremendously. My dad and I are very, very close, and it was just heartbreaking for me to watch my my best friend, my dad, uh, you know, suffer like that. It's the suffering that was the hardest part of it. And I just didn't have the faith for it. And when my, my, my dad died, the part of me died. Uh, probably part of me that needed to die, part of me that liked to control and and uh, control my own world and my own life and situations. And none of that was obviously uh, working out for me in the healing ministry. So, yeah, that's, that's the story with my dad. And, uh, you know, I look forward to seeing him in glory. And, uh, yeah, it was, it was, I was at the lowest of the low when that happened. I, I, 
pretty much just, I didn't know what I was going to do, kind of stop praying for the sick and just like, God, if you don't, I don't know what, I just don't know what to do, God. Just, I said, God, do something. I knew the problem was, was the problem's never God. I knew the problem wasn't God. I knew the problem was me, but I didn't know how to fix me. I didn't know what to do. I like that. And listen, just what John said, that's what this whole interview is about. I didn't know how to fix me. I mean, we, we all know if everybody was honest, we know it's not God. We know it's, he's a healer. He's a miracle worker. And, and John just said it. I, I needed to know how to fix me. And I love that. And we're going to talk about that a little bit later in the program. But it's, it's true, John. You literally said to yourself when you were on prayer teams at your church, healing teams, please, in, to yourself, please don't come in my prayer line. Yes, exactly, because I wanted people to get healed. <laughs> I had so low confidence. I just had no confidence. I was like, somebody would be approaching me, and I'd kind of like motions, so they go in somebody else's line, because I wanted to see them get healed. I knew if I prayed for them, they weren't going to get healed. It was it was that pathetic. Well, you know, the, the good news is uh, you're giving us all hope that you are at a, that this, you know, faithless, you know, place in your life, and you and you you wrote this book because your life was completely changed. Okay, so now you're you haven't seen any miracles, John, and and your wife has this uh, problem with her knee from an accident. Talk about that. Yes, yeah, she's had it our whole marriage. We've been married to this point, uh, oh, getting close to twenty years, and uh, her knee was crushed between two cars before we were married. So this injury is well over 20 years old at this point. It's to the point where it's chronic. She can only walk for maybe five or ten minutes, and then she's got to sit down, and her, her knee swells. Mm. And she said, honey, we're going to have to sell our house and get a one-story house. Mm. I can't go up and down stairs. So it was chronic. It was to the point where she needed to have knee surgery uh, or a miracle needed to happen because she couldn't, just, she couldn't go on any longer. So then you started hearing about ministers like Bill Johnson and Randy Clark, who we've had on this show, and you ordered their books. What was going on in you? Yes, a missionary friend of ours from Mexico had told us about miracles, and I had seen such a lack of miracles in my life. My spirit, you know, this is about a year after my dad passed, and it just, my spirit started getting a little bit hopeful when I heard about the miracles. And my wife's like, we've got to see this man. So then we drove all the way from Ohio to uh, South Carolina to a meeting that Bill Johnson was going to be at at Mahesh and Bonnie Chavda's church. And in this meeting, Bill Johnson gets a word of knowledge. Somebody in this meeting was in an accident more than 10 years ago. If that's you, stand up. My wife does not hesitate one bit. She bounds up, quickly says, that's me. And uh, Bill Johnson says, if that, you know, there's a couple other people that stood up. If you're by them, just lay a hand on them. Somebody lays hands on my wife. She feels the power of God hit her knee like electricity. And tingling goes all the way down her calf because her calf had some uh, nerve damage. She couldn't feel very well in her calf. And all that night, she said it tingled. And by the next day, she was pain-free, and she could walk, she could do everything. And this was in 2010. This is about eight years ago she got healed, and she's been pain-free ever since. It went from being chronic pain every day, not being able to walk much, to being completely made whole. God just did an amazing creative miracle and completely reconstructed her knee. Now let me ask you this, and this is not in my notes here, so I'm going to put you on the spot. I would assume, because that pain happened— many years ago before she got healed that you had laid hands on her several times. Oh, we had prayed for years for her knee to get healed. So what was going on in your heart after you drive? Bill Johnson has a word of knowledge. She gets 
instantly healed. What was going on? You're you're the husband, and and you you you've prayed for so many people, and all of a sudden, boom, she's healed at this meeting. What did that do in you? It definitely ignited faith in me. I mean, God got our attention. When you receive a personal healing like that, you're, you're never the same. You know, we believe in God and we love God, but in those moments like that, it's a personal God personally connecting to you. And it just takes the relationship to a whole nother level and your awe and appreciation of God to a whole nother level. That's why I love healing so much and appreciate it so much. That's why Jesus, wherever he went, he laid hands on the sick and healed people because it's a personal connection. It's like God really cares. He cares about your needs, and that's why he heals. And in that moment, my wife's knee got healed. I mean, I just got excited. I got excited. I said, I want more. And then we, then we started going to conferences again. We saw we, – we just we got around miracles. We had to be around it more and went to several conferences, enrolled in the Global School of Supernatural Ministry at that time because God was just doing a great – great miracle in me, in my heart, and just hope had arisen. I knew I was hopeless pretty much before that miracle happened and before I heard about those healings. And this is what kind of began the shift in us. And if you're listening, there there's a lot of people out there that have become hopeless. They haven't received a miracle after 5, 10, 15, 20 years and this is where you really need to listen to what John is saying because he's been there, done that. He's seen his wife go through that. He he's seen so many disappointments in life, and and we're, we don't want any more disappointments. We want the healing power of God. And six months after this, you go to a meeting with James Maloney. What happened? Yes, this meeting was at uh, Randy Clark's School of Ministry. And uh, Dr. James was a special guest speaker, Dr. James Maloney, and he was explaining all the miracles that he'd seen, pacemakers dissolving, pacemakers uh, dissolving and getting healed, metal dissolving out of people's body, just amazing things. And my wife and I are sitting near the back, and I'm just, I'm just getting so excited, and we both are, just hearing about these miracles. And he calls this little girl up who's maybe uh, the size of a five- or six-year-old, but she's really like 12 or 13. You know, I'm, I'm guesstimating on these ages. But her growth, the point is her growth was studded, and she was several inches smaller than she should have been, shorter. And he goes into a panoramic vision, Dr. James, and identifies the exact condition that's plaguing this girl. And I'm just like, I've never seen anything like this. I mean, I'm going nuts, just hopes arising in me. And then he says, and uh, God's healed your condition. And then he says, God told me he's going to restore your stature. And I'm thinking, wow, that's awesome. When she's 20, she'll be the size of a 20-year-old or whatever. And then he says, God told me he's going to restore your stature right now. Mm. When he said that, I'm like, oh, my goodness. <laughs> like you, it's game on when you say that. There is no going back. No. That. I mean, that's, I'm like, this man's got some serious faith. That, you know, that either happens or it doesn't. You either look foolish or, or, you know, God works a great miracle. He puts his hand on the top of this little girl's head, focus, just says, everybody worship the Lord. I learned so much about just focusing on him in healing. It's so important to keep our eyes on him. I, on I, I like that. Talk talk about that just for a second, John, because I haven't heard that anybody say that quite that way in a while. 
Well, you know what? I've, I've, done, I've had the privilege now of doing healing meetings all over the world and everything, and I notice even in these meetings, the second I take my eyes off Jesus, when I stop focusing on him, when I look at the problem or what needs to be healed, there is a, like a dip in the glory mm. and presence, and then healing becomes more difficult, and then it's me trying to labor rather than me just focusing on him completely, and then all of a sudden the miracle happens. Well, let me ask you this. Uh, What does that, in a very practical way, what does that look like to keep your—I mean, I know in in, uh, layman's terms what it it means, you know, just keep your eyes on the Lord. But how do you you practice that uh, in a meeting so that glory doesn't dip, so to speak? Well, it's a challenge. I think every meeting is a challenge. Because it's very easy to get distracted and, and, you know, start focusing on the problem or what needs to be healed. And it's just, I, I think the, the important thing is the sensitivity of that you recognize as soon as your eyes have shifted, as soon as you're focused on something else and the glory dips, you shift right back. I think recognizing that is one of the most important keys to it. You know, obviously the time in the secret place is so important. You spend time with the Lord. You recognize that you take that wherever you go, you know, what you do in the secret place, God rewards you openly when you go places. But in the meetings, it's a matter of keeping that. It's almost like you're still in the secret place, but there's other people there in the meeting. So let me ask you this. If, if there's people uh, at home uh, listening to this or wherever they're at, do you feel that if they would focus more on the person of Jesus, his who he is, his love, of course, his healing power, but just getting that presence in the room, how much of a difference does that make as opposed to, you know, just quoting Bible verses, which is great, but getting that presence in your room, how important is that? Oh, it's, it's, it's critical. It's stepping into the reality of the word. We have to have the word. It's, it's spirit and in truth. So the truth has to be applied when people are, people, they, they grab hold of the truth, they, they realize it is the truth, and then they step into the reality of the truth by focusing in on Him. You, our eyes always have to be on the Lord. I know the truth that by His stripes we're healed. So in a meeting, I know that. I'm aware of the truth. And I have to keep that truth in mind and keep focused on Him, thanking Him for His presence, for His goodness, that not only uh, does He... Um, want to heal, but his desire is to heal. It's a whole nother level. It's not just he wants us to be healed. He really wants us to be healed. He wants to see us made whole. He wants to see us set free from sickness and disease and bondages. He's a good God. So understanding that reality of that helps us to step into it. Faith comes by hearing. So we need to hear the word. We need, we need both. Boy, that's good. And okay, so you're in this meeting with Dr. James Maloney, and the girl, and James Maloney declares that she is going to be healed right here in front of everybody. What happens next? Right before our eyes, he puts his hand on the top of her head, says, everybody worship. So when everybody worships, then the glory comes, like we talked about. Where the glory is, miracle becomes, miracles become easy. And this little girl, she's below his belt buckle, just begins to stretch out right before our eyes, wow. above his his uh, belt buckle, then the first button on his shirt, and then the second button on his shirt. You could hear, like, the air go out of the room, like, all at once when wow. she was growing. It was like everyone went, <gasps> including me and my wife. We were like, oh, my God. I mean, you're in such a God moment in there. 
and, and we were there, we were witnessing it. We didn't just hear the story. We actually saw this. And witnessing that miracle, a stronghold of unbelief was broken off of me in that moment. I know it. I, I was the reason why people didn't get healed all those years. God wanted the very first person I prayed for healed. Thirty years was not God's will. Yes, He wanted the first person I prayed for healed. But I was not. I was praying out of my soulish life. I was praying with unbelief, and it was a stronghold that was broken off of me in witnessing that miracle. Sometimes you need someone to go ahead of you. You know, I think about the nation of Israel. They were all afraid. They were intimidated when the Philistine army and Goliath was in front of them. But it took one man with courage to step up, slay Goliath, then all of a sudden everybody rose up in courage, like, yeah, we can do this, we can do this. So when I saw the little girl grow, it's like all of a sudden it was like all things were possible, even when I prayed for the sick. And we went back to the hotel that night, and I just started telling everybody in the lobby about what we saw. I was like, this is a little girl, she grew <laughs> a great miracle. And I got to pray for people, and they got blasted. And then uh, a man came out who uh, said, oh, yeah, well, what's your God going to do about this? And he pulled his hand out of his jacket, and all of his arm from his elbow down to his hand was like this pale white. And he said he's not felt anything in that arm since he was born. He was 26 years old. And if this would have been five hours ago, I would have freaked out. I would have been like, oh, God, there's no way. You know, I would have freaked out at that condition. But after yeah. witnessing that miracle, I was totally changed. I was like, that, that's nothing. God can heal that easily. And uh, as we prayed for this guy, it's like all of a sudden the, the color from his elbow down it starts slowly turning red. Wow. Oh, and the color came back to his arm, and he was blown away. We were just like, just praising God, giving him glory. It was all because of that miracle, you see, that we witnessed, and that stronghold of unbelief being broken off of me, and a new boldness came on me. And this guy gets radically healed, and he gives his life to Jesus. Oh, that is good stuff. Now, listen, for those of you who are listening at home or in your car or at work, wherever you're listening to this, you have to stay tuned because later on in the show— John is going to talk about how to get out of that soulish realm, which after reading about what God has done for John, I am telling you, this is one of the greatest keys in your life is to get out of the soulish realm. John, you wrote a book called, brand new book called Accelerated Healing, and you did a uh, whole three CD set for us called Accelerated Healing. What is this book about? What's it going to do for people? Well, it is about stepping into healing. Like I said, and it will also activate people in healing. It's both. If you, if you need healing, use it to get healed. If, if, you, if you don't need healing, use it to minister healing to other people. And it's tools, it's stories, it's about stepping to the reality of God's Word. Like I said earlier, God didn't want me waiting 30 years. When the Israelites, God told them to take the land, they did not take the land until 40 years later. But God's will was 40 years ago. And it's really the same way with healing. You know, we almost have to catch up to what God has already done, what he's already said, what he's already declared about healing, and just grab hold of that and, and bring it into our present moment, what God has already declared. I like to say to people, like, God wanted you healed yesterday because he already declared it in times past. So it's, it's 
it's really just catching up to what he's already done and already declared and stepping into that moment for your healing. So, yeah, the CDs are going to have a lot of stories, a lot of miracles, just what we've seen. But also in laying hold of this and building up your spirit man is the key so that we don't pray out of our souls any longer, but we're praying out of the spirit man because that's what makes all the difference in the world. I like that. you got to get this brand-new book, Accelerated Healing, in three CD set. When we come back, John's going to talk about a dream he had where the Lord told him, take it fast. We'll be right back. Have you ever wondered, why are so many people still sick and suffering in spite of the fact that Jesus paid the price for our healing through His work on the cross? John Prudian barely saw anyone healed in 30 years of ministry. The 30 years were absolutely miserable, and that was not God's will. And God had to show me some things and give me revelation in His Word about who He is to minister like Jesus. Now miracles are commonplace. He wants to share with you how you too can receive your healing and be used of God to heal others. Call now and get John Prudian's powerful brand new book and anointed three-part audio CD teaching series, Accelerated Healing, Accessing Jesus' Finished Work of Divine Healing. This is an exclusive offer for our rich supernatural audience. Yours for a donation of $35. Shipping and handling is included. Ask for offer number 9542. John's brand new book will lift your spirit and help release a new level of miracle power in your life. Through this book, you will begin to receive a soul transfer transformation by the Holy Spirit, which is the key to receiving divine healing. Learn how to take your healing and breakthrough by force and come against anything opposing it. You will discover how to access the healing power of the atonement, receive what Jesus paid for by His stripes, activate the take it fast principle when receiving your healing, learn how to create an atmosphere of accelerated miracles. I've written this book, Accelerated Healing, so you don't waste 30 years of your life like I did. Many people share my story story of pain and frustration of not seeing results when they pray for the sick. This is why I've written this book to get you activated and many, many people are now activated in the healing ministry as a result. Through John's three-part audio CD teaching series, your faith will be turbocharged as you hear John share many first-hand testimonies of divine healing and creative miracles. Through John's teaching, you will understand the signs that follow those who believe, learn how to operate out of the spirit and not the soul, discover how to position yourself in a place to receive your breakthrough. Begin to walk in a life of victory every day. John includes powerful prayers for God to break every stronghold and control of the mind that is stifling the life of God's Spirit within you for an impartation of supernatural faith so you will believe God for the impossible, for you to receive your breakthrough, your healing, your miracle. When John prays for you, the unbelief is going to come off and when you get this anointed teaching in the three CDs in this brand new book, Accelerated Healing, that title will become your middle name. Accelerated Healing on the people you pray for. Accelerated Healing for you. Accelerated healing for your family. That's the way it's supposed to be. Wouldn't you agree? Don't miss out on getting John Prudian's powerful brand new book and anointed three-part audio CD teaching series, Accelerated Healing, Accessing Jesus' Finished Work of Divine Healing. This is an exclusive offer for our rich supernatural audience, yours, for a donation of $35. Shipping and handling is included. Ask for offer number 9542. 
Call or you can send your check to Sid Roth. It's Supernatural, P.O. Box 39222, Charlotte, North Carolina, 28278. Please specify offer number 9542 or log on to SidRoth.org. Call or write today. We're back with Dr. John Prudian, and I'm having a blast talking about God's healing power. And and I appreciate, John, that you are so passionate about what you believe. And, and you're one of those who didn't wake up at five years old and all of a sudden have a gift of healing on you. You've been operating it for 35 years. You kind of went the hard way, but you're teaching us how to not go the hard way. Uh, you had a dream uh, a while back where God told you, take it fast. What what was that dream about? The dream was I was I was a the dream set me into a healing meeting where I was conducting a healing meeting, and the Lord was highlighting people in the audience. It's like they would get uh, highlighted to me, and as soon as I would say God's doing something, test it out, test out your body. In other words, do something you couldn't do before. As soon as they started testing it out, they were like in a bubble of water in the dream, and it was you know. And then they would test it out, and then they would get their miracle. And I was like, wow, that's really cool, I'm thinking, in this dream. And then all of a sudden I looked down at my own leg, and it's completely, like, mangled, messed up. And I was like, oh, Lord, I need healing too. And I heard the Lord say, take it fast. And as soon as he said that, I just stretched out my leg, like extended it, and it was made whole and completely healed. And then I woke up out of the dream. And I said, Lord, what was that all about? And he said, he said, I want you to train my people, he says, to receive healing from me quickly. He says, my people are too slow to receive healing from me. Teach them to take it fast. And now when I do healing meetings all over, I, t- I tell this story. I say, take it fast. Don't hesitate. I say, hesitation is the opposite of faith. If you look at the people in the Bible, the woman with the issue of blood, you had to make an effort to get to Jesus. The blind men, they shouted, Son of David, have mercy on us. It was an effort to get to Jesus. People did not hesitate. If you hesitated, you probably weren't going to get to him. The woman had to push through so many things in her culture, the woman with the issue of blood. She wasn't supposed to do that. She shouldn't have been touching people, but she made a declaration. She said, I'm going to get to him no matter what. She took it fast. And the Lord started showing me all the people in the Bible that took it fast, you know, because I always want Scripture to back up a dream. I don't just go off dream. It's got to line up with the Word of God. And I started seeing a consistency of people taking it fast and stepping into their miracles. And God wants me to train people to do this. And when I teach on on healings, it's like they happen so much quicker. If I train on, if I teach on people to receive healing quickly, they receive it much quicker, and many more people get healed. Ever since I had that dream and God showed me that revelation of people in the Bible taking it fast and I, and I taught on it, I've probably seen, probably in a healing meeting, probably twice as many people get healed in wow. a given meeting as a result of this. Well, at the end of this program, those who are listening, make sure you take it fast when he prays for you. Now, John, you you say that your uh, family, uh, healing is a way of life. Talk about that. Yeah, since my wife's knee got healed and we stepped into healing and been with uh, Dove on the Rise with Dr. James Maloney, it's just it's just natural. Our son David, he, he when he was nine, he prayed for somebody in a supermarket. Their back got healed, 
And he prays for people all the time, and they get healed. It's just a way of life. My wife's been able to pray for so many people with knees. She tells her testimony everywhere she goes. A stranger can't talk to my wife for more than five minutes without hearing about her knee getting healed. (laughs) She just shares it with everybody. I share her story when I'm doing healing meetings, and I say, if that's you, take it fast. Stand up. Let your knee get healed. And because my wife's knee got healed, and because she shares the testimony of her knee getting healed, and I share it, We've probably, there's been hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of knees healed as a result of one knee getting healed. That's the multiplication of the kingdom. When you share what God has done, it's the testimony of Jesus, the spirit of prophecy, Revelation 19.10. People just step into it, and God gets a lot of mileage out of one miracle when it's shared. And so many people's knees have been made whole. And I come back and report to my wife, you know, I'll do a healing meeting, I'll say, baby, another 50, 50 knees got healed, and she'll just uh, rejoice and be happy and... Uh, yeah, and we've seen it manifest in our in our family. Uh, our daughter Elena, she had a pretty serious trampoline injury. Her ankle was just really swollen and kind of sticking out, and uh, she could not walk on it. And all I said, Babe, "We're going to pray for you." As we pray, I, you know, you we just, we felt the glory, the presence of God. The more you the more you pray for the sick, the more you begin to feel how He moves through you. And I, I train people on this, identifying certain things. But there, there's just a glory going out. And we just saw the color. It was just red, red, swollen. She couldn't walk. And all of a sudden, the redness just went, and it became normal color. And we said, test it out and walk. And Elaine just got up. She just started walking around. She could not walk at all before that. She was limping. She, she couldn't walk. And God just healed her radically of that trampoline injury. She was able to walk, and and she never looked back. Ever it, it happened in that moment. She got touched. She got healed, and she just thanked God for it. You know, thank you, thank you, Lord, for healing me. So whenever our kids get injured or something, we just immediately we go to prayer. Now speaking of testimonies, you t- you teach people to steward testimonies. I know we do that at our own church. It's we open the the meeting up every Sunday with testimonies about what God did in their lives that week, you know, just to give the devil a black eye, if nothing else. But you teach people to steward testimonies. What do you mean by that? They have to be released. They have to be shared. If you get a radical healing from God, but you don't share it, then it ends. What God did, the story ends with you. When you share it, the story keeps extending and the miracles keep extending. That's the multiplication of the kingdom. It starts like a little mustard seed, one knee getting healed, and then it's explosive, hundreds of knees getting healed. And it's not just knees, it's backs, it's cancer, it's whatever it might be. There was a gentleman in our church who cleans pools for a living. His name is Dennis. We call him Dennis the Pool Man. His livelihood was at stake because his shoulder was tore up from the years of cleaning pools, didn't know what he was going to do. Well, in the meeting, God radically touched him. He did something he couldn't do before. He got full range of motion back, kind of similar to what God did in my wife's knee. He got a completely reconstructed shoulder. And this miracle happened probably probably around five years ago. And uh, he's fine to this day. And so he has the opportunity. He goes and he cleans pools. He's always in people's backyards. Sometimes they'll come out and talk to him. He shares the testimony of his shoulder getting healed. And then he has the opportunity to pray for people. And just about every time I see Dennis, he's got a new story for me about, so he prayed for so-and-so and they got healed. He prayed for this lady that had shingles. She was in bad shape for, I think it was like five or six months. He prayed for her and she got completely well. And just this, these testimonies that go forward when you begin to share what the Lord has done in your life or even other people's lives. Just like what happened in the hotel, I just shared what I saw God do in that meeting. And then that man's 
arm got completely healed and he gave his life to Jesus. It has to be released, the testimonies, and this is how things multiply quickly. And I believe, in just a hair-off subject, I believe if people, maybe they don't need a healing right now, or maybe they don't have a, a healing testimony at this time, I believe when people just share their testimony of what God has done for them in their life, that builds a faith in people. What do you think? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. We just have to share what the Lord has done, whether it's healing, whether, I mean, we all have a testimony of what God's done. Maybe it's a financial breakthrough. It's, salvation alone is worth sharing. Absolutely. Now, you, I like this statement that you make. Don't talk yourself out of a miracle. I like that. So how, how do I not talk myself out of getting my miracle? Well, it can take many forms. Um, you know, some people overthink things. Like someone, we might get a word of knowledge for a pinky, say, and I'll, I'll point and say, someone, someone has an issue with a, with a pinky, and I might point to the middle of my pinky. And if you overthink it, you might say, well, he, he pointed there, but my pinky kind of hurts on the end, not quite where he pointed. So that, that word must not be for me. They, and then they talk themselves out of stepping into their miracle. Or maybe they do get a, a measure of healing or they get completely healed and the pain tries to come back and they, and they say, oh, I guess I wasn't healed after all. Well, they've just given it all back to the enemy and that's not faith. You've got to stand in the moment and what the Lord has done and lay hold of it. You, you, don't, you talk yourself out of a miracle by not laying hold of it and keeping hold of, of it, by getting talked out of it. There was a man that was um, healed at a meeting. I said, if the pain tries to come back on you, just, just laugh at it. Remember what happened. I says, is your pain less now? Yes, it is. So the pain doesn't go away on its own. Obviously, you got touched from God, right? I try to get people to agree with me. He's like, yes, absolutely. I got touched. I've never been able to do this. I said, okay, well, stand in that moment and what you just told me right now. Something did happen, right? God did heal you and touch you. He says, yes, he did. Okay, well, stand in that. And he did. The pain tried to come back on me. He goes, oh, no, devil. I just laugh at you. I remember what happened in that moment and how God touched me. And when he did that, he says the pain left when, he tried, when it tried to come back, and he was good ever since then. Sometimes you have to fight the fight of faith and lay hold of something. You know, God, God wants us to have faith. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. And I like what you say. If the presence of God is there, I, I suppose in a meeting or a little house group or a prayer meeting, if the presence of God is there to heal, he wants every person there healed. I mean, we see, we see Jesus, he goes to Capernaum, and everybody gets healed there because there's a corporate level of faith that's very high. The glory is emanating from the Lord. Nazareth, obviously not so much. It says Nazareth, he could do no great miracles, just lay hands on a few sick people and heal them. So the atmosphere of faith is very important. It's what the Lord responds to. That's why the, Jesus said to so many people, your faith has made you well. Your faith has made you well. He, Jesus works with people to get their faith up, too, and I, I want to convey that, too. Some people came to Jesus with a low level of faith. Some people had very high level of faith. But the Lord worked with people. And sometimes in meetings or, or if you're praying for somebody one-on-one, -on -one, you work with people. You share testimonies. You've you got to you, just to break through that unbelief that they might have that's hindering their healing. It's, it's very important to, to work with people. You gotta, when we pray for people, we've got to realize in that moment they're the most important person in the world. When we pray for somebody, when somebody's in front of me, in that moment, they're the most important person in the world. Then when we're, I'm done praying for that person, the next person then is the most important person in the world. But that's, I believe, the way Jesus ministered. He made people their focus, and he just loved on them. And out of compassion, he healed people. 
And we just have to have God's heart. And you said, I only do what I see my father do. I only speak what I hear my father speak. And it's very important that we, as believers, walk in intimacy with the Lord. We spend that time in the secret place. We hear his voice. The still small voice is very important and the inner witness to cultivate that. And this all has to do with being led by the Spirit and not uh, operating soulishly, which I know we want to talk about uh, later on. But it was one of the keys of, of the of breakthrough for me, and, and it's something that we're all growing in, learning to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit. Okay, let's talk about this concept of accelerated healing. I've never heard that term before. Uh, explain it just in a nutshell. What, how the Lord gave this to you? What does this mean, and how does this work for us? The concept of acceleration is act on our part of bringing God's yesterday into our today. We need to catch up to what God's already done, what He's already declared, what He's already said in His Word, and laying hold of that truth and stepping into the reality of that truth. And that's acceleration. It's not like... Sometimes people think, well, God, I know he wants to heal me six months from now, but I'm going to push in and get healed a week from now, trying to pull back. But it's really the opposite of that. We're not bringing something God meant for the future into the present. We're bringing something from the past, what he's already declared, and stepping into it in our now moment, stepping into him, into his healing presence. It's all about connecting to him. He's the healer. He's Christ the healer. I know if I can connect somebody to the healer, they'll get healed. That's my only job as a healing minister is to try to connect people to him. If, if I get a word of knowledge, say, for an elbow, and I say, God wants to heal elbows right now, or if I'm walking down the street, this happens too, and I get a word of knowledge for elbow, and I'll say, hey, I'll find people around me. Does your elbow hurt? Cause, and they'll say, yeah, yeah, that's me. Well, God must want to heal. They say, oh, if you got a word of knowledge like that, God must want to heal me, and they begin to make a connection to God through the Word of Knowledge. That's what all the gifts really do when you're operating gifts in the Spirit. They're just helping someone else connect to Him. I know if I can connect people to God, they'll be made whole. Connect to Him as the healer. That's the key to acceleration. It's just stepping in and connecting to Him, and that will accelerate their healing. They'll step into it in that moment and uh, healing virtue will be released into their body. To me, that is acceleration, stepping into it in the moment, not having hope that it will happen someday. That hope deferred makes the heart sick, but a longing fulfilled is a tree of life. We've got to get people to that moment of faith in the now moment to receive now. And I believe that's what I would refer to as acceleration, receiving it now. Some people don't expect to receive now. They're like, okay, just pray for me, and hopefully I'll get better someday. And that's that's just not, that's not faith. That's not how healing happens. I mean, it can happen that way, but I want people to step in and get an expression, to make a connection to God in that moment, to have an experience with him, a personal God personally connecting to that person. Then I know they're made whole. Then I know they've had a real encounter. It's not just prayer for something to happen someday. There's, there's a big difference between in the now moment. When Jesus was ministered, it, it happened then. People got touched on the spot. They made a connection on the spot. Most of the time, it didn't happen at a future date. So, And I can feel, John, uh, I can feel the faith of the people listening. I can feel their faith rising. And I know God's going to do some incredible things. So don't go anywhere as we continue uh, in the next segment. But before we go, tell me about the person that received a supernatural hamstring. Oh, that was a cool miracle. Yeah, it's so 
little weird to to pray for somebody that didn't have a hamstring. It's like I put my hand under, you know, just above the uh, the knee on the back side of the leg, and you're used to feeling, you know, the hamstring is a pretty thick muscle. Right. And this guy's got nothing there. It's just like kind of flabby, and uh, it's just weird. I mean, you you encounter some weird things, <laughs> this thick, some strange conditions sometimes. And uh, as we're praying and ministering to this guy. It, 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 it's almost like it dropped down. All of a sudden, it just went, and it was there. But it almost like it, it almost because my hand was on it, it almost felt like it came down from above or something. It was weird. Wow. The, the way it, like it came from like the inside of his leg down. I, I, it just felt that way for some reason. And all of a sudden, it was there, and he just started running around and rejoicing. Just a great creative miracle to not have a body part. I mean, that's a that's a pretty pretty major uh, muscle there. Oh, absolutely. Now, listen, his book, John Prudian's book, Accelerated Healing in 3CD Set, he admits and is freely to admit it because he wants to help you that he didn't see hardly any miracles for 30 years. And this book is about his ignited passion for healing in your life and in the lives of those around you and what Jesus did and the power of, of the atonement and, and, you know, just to remove all the disappointment from everything in your life that said you're not going to be healed, you can't be healed, you won't be healed. And you're going to notice a big difference after you get these materials, Accelerated Healing Book and 3 CD set. Now, as I promised, uh, when we come back, one of the most important parts of this whole uh, uh, show is John talking about how he learned to get out of the soulish realm and into the spirit, and that's when everything began to change. We'll be right back. Have you ever wondered, why are so many people still sick and suffering in spite of the fact that Jesus paid the price for our healing through His work on the cross? John Prudian barely saw anyone healed in 30 years of ministry. The 30 years were absolutely miserable, and that was not God's will. And God had to show me some things and give me revelation in His Word about who He is to minister like Jesus. Now miracles are commonplace. He wants to share with you how you too can receive your healing and be used of God to heal others. Call now and get John Prudian's powerful brand new book and anointed three-part audio CD teaching series, Accelerated Healing, Accessing Jesus' Finished Work of Divine Healing. This is an exclusive offer for our rich supernatural audience, yours for a donation of $35. Shipping and handling is included. Ask for offer number 9542. John's brand new book will lift your spirit and help release a new level of miracle power in your life. Through this book, you will begin to receive a soul transfer transformation by the Holy Spirit, which is the key to receiving divine healing. Learn how to take your healing and breakthrough by force and come against anything opposing it. You will discover how to access the healing power of the atonement, receive what Jesus paid for by His stripes, activate the take it fast principle when receiving your healing, learn how to create an atmosphere of accelerated miracles. I've written this book, Accelerated Healing, so you don't waste 30 years of your life like I did. Many people share my story story of pain and frustration of not seeing results when they pray for the sick. This is why I've written this book to get you activated and many, many people are now activated in the healing ministry as a result. Through John's three-part audio CD teaching series, your faith will be turbocharged as you hear John share many first-hand testimonies of divine healing and creative miracles. Through John's teaching, you will understand the signs that follow those who believe, learn how to operate out of the spirit and not the soul, 
Discover how to position yourself in a place to receive your breakthrough. Begin to walk in a life of victory every day. John includes powerful prayers for God to break every stronghold and control of the mind that is stifling the life of God's Spirit within you for an impartation of supernatural faith so you will believe God for the impossible. For you to receive your breakthrough, your healing, your miracle. When John prays for you, the unbelief is going to come off. And when you get this anointed teaching in the three CDs in this brand new book, Accelerated Healing, that title will become your middle name. Accelerated Healing on the people you pray for. Accelerated Healing for you. Accelerated healing for your family. That's the way it's supposed to be. Wouldn't you agree? Don't miss out on getting John Prudian's powerful brand new book and anointed three-part audio CD teaching series, Accelerated Healing, Accessing Jesus' Finished Work of Divine Healing. This is an exclusive offer for our It's Supernatural audience, yours, for a donation of $35. Shipping and handling is included. Ask for offer number 9542. Call or you can send your check to Sid Roth. It's Supernatural, P.O. Box 39222, Charlotte, North Carolina, 28278. Please specify offer number 9542 or log on to sidroth.org. Call or write today. We are back with Dr. John Prudian. And, John, there's a lot of people listening that deal with disappointment. And you want to just really boldly tell people, don't deal with disappointment. Get the victory. What What do you have to say about that? Only the only the thrill of victory, to me, washes away the pain and frustration of disappointment. Yeah, I did. I couldn't deal with disappointment by dealing with disappointment. Well, that's just the way things are. Well, I just things just happen that way. I take you know one step forward, two steps back. That's just the way of life. I mean, to me, I had to have victory. When I started seeing people get healed, that's what washed the frustration, the pain, the agony, the disappointment got flushed out of me through seeing the miracles. We have to get victory. That's the only way to overcome disappointment, not by dealing with disappointment. And I don't care what area of life that is. For me, it was healing. The biggest failure of my life was the healing ministry. My biggest source of pain, my biggest source of frustration was praying for the sick and not seeing them get healed. It was what ate at me. It's what wore at me, uh, wore me down. And until I got victory over that and I saw the victory, that's what washed it away. So my dad died of cancer. My victory now is to see people get healed of cancer or anything, knees, backs. I don't care what it is. Seeing people get healed now is my victory and what I rejoice in. Maybe you've had a, maybe you've faced financial failure your whole life. Well, get victory in that area. Maybe you've had relationships problems year after year after year. Well, get victory. Start getting some good relationships. Let that thing turn around. I found out that your, the area of greatest disappointment in most people's life, God meant for them to walk in the greatest abundance. Mm. For me, my greatest area of disappointment was healing ministry. And God just completely shifted that because the enemy knows that's where he needs to attack us because that's where our purpose is. That's where our victory is. That's where we can lead, lead other people in the victory in our greatest area of passion. I think that's why I faced failure for so many years and why it was so difficult to overcome. But now that, I, now that, now that things have shifted and everything, God will take those areas of, of greatest weakness and frustration and really make them really your primary calling. In life, so I, I encourage people to examine those areas of constant failure in a certain area. Maybe it's financial, like I said, or relationships, 
and get a breakthrough this year in, in the spirit by the power of God and begin to walk in abundance in those areas of frustration. Boy, that's good. I, I like that. Uh, now, one of the things that I've been really looking forward to getting into with you so the people at home can hear it is the the problem, again, that you had for 30 years was trying to minister from a soulish standpoint. And the Lord really taught you how to get out of the soul into the spirit. And that's when you saw all these breakthroughs and healing. Talk about that for a few minutes about how, at least touch on it, because I know your book does in the CD set, but how do we begin to move out of our soul, our mind, will, and emotions, and not focus on that, but to focus on the spirit? For so many years, we know that the body is made up of three parts, spirit, soul, and body, the pneumi, the sukha, and the soma is the body. So what I was doing all those years, taking garbage in through my senses, that's the body, whether it's stuff that you hear, stuff that you see, your soul gets flooded and filled with these things. Then I go to pray for the sick. Oh, if I just believe, if I just believe, they'll be healed in my thinking. Well, that's thinking in the mind. That's part of the soul is part of your mind, your will, your emotions. So now I'm thinking that, and so when I pray for the sick, I lay hands on them. It's just going garbage in from the body, filling my soul. Now my soul is praying back out through my body. People don't get healed this way. What's missing in this equation? It's the spirit. I'm not praying from the spirit. I'm praying from experience, from soul, just thinking if I, if I believe, if I believe they'll be healed. And uh, it, it doesn't work that way. Uh, you know, 1 Thessalonians 5.23 teaches us that we're made of three parts, spirit, soul, and body. So it was a matter of the spirit man getting activated. And I love this prayer that Paul prays uh, in Ephesians 3:16 and 17. This was a very important prayer that he prayed. He says, I pray that out of the riches of his glory that you would be strengthened in your inner man with mighty power by the Holy Spirit. This is what's missing. And this is why I'm trying to I, – I can't pray from my spirit man because my soul is so – full of garbage, it's put a shell around my spirit man, not letting the life of the spirit come out for when I pray for, pray for the sick. What's supposed to happen, Romans 8 talks about the law of life of the spirit in Christ Jesus. So we are strengthened in our inner man by the Holy Spirit. So our spirit man gets strength by the Holy Spirit. Then that mighty power comes into our soulish life, changes the way we think breaks off that unbelief. That's what happened in that moment that I witnessed that little girl growing in that meeting. My spirit man received from the Holy Spirit. In that moment, it was like like a defibrillator uh, machine starts the heart. It's like a punch, bam. And I believe it what is an analogy. It punched a hole through my that shell that my soul had built up around my spirit man that, that did not allow the spirit to breathe, did not be able to be released. This is why a lot of Christians aren't any different than people in the world. They have the Holy Spirit, but the Spirit is not being released. It's being suffocated by the soul. But in that moment, my spirit man, by the Holy Spirit, was able to be released, and it began to trickle into my soul and break that unbelief off of me. That's why that person got healed when I prayed for them in the hotel lobby because the life of the Spirit began to flood my soul. When you have these moments, you've got to nurture it and keep it going and start giving Him glory and honor and lay hands on the sick, and pretty soon that crack 
that's allowing that life of the Spirit to flood your soul will just get wider and wider and wider, and more of that life of the Spirit will then begin to flood your soul and change your thinking, and faith will arise in you. If you don't do anything with it, and you get that, that crack in your, in your soul, and the life of the Spirit gets into your soul, if you don't do anything with it, it'll just seal back up, and you'll be back to having your spirit man kind of encased in your soul. And that's not how we want to live. That's Romans 7. That's what I do want to do, I don't do. What I don't want to do, I do. And that's the law of sin and death. And that's not God's will. That's not how God wants us to live. He wants to live according to the life of the Spirit. And this is why uh, Paul says that in Romans 8. Now we're no longer, he says, because through Christ Jesus, the law of the Spirit, which life has given you, free from the law of sin and death. So we're supposed to be free from Romans 7 and into the life of the Spirit in Romans 8. This is where we see the multiplication of the kingdom. This is where we see the breakthrough. It's got to be the Spirit. I cried out to the Lord. I said, God, if I can't pray this way any longer. I can't do this soulish thing where I just hope people get healed and everything. If I don't have your Spirit alive and active and moving in me, I've got absolutely nothing to offer people. This is, well, this is the conclusion I had to come to. I had to come to the conclusion. I was, I'm a fraud as a believer because uh, Mark 16 said, These signs shall follow those who believe. They shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. Well, I was praying for the sick and they weren't recovering. What's the conclusion? I don't believe. That's right, right. Belief. Yeah. So the life of the Spirit is not active. It's in there, but it's not being released because my soul is keeping me bound. And even, John, when we talked a few weeks ago, you were even saying that you you were you were looking at the people's uh, deformity or or ailment or you know broken leg, and that's that's that was your focus. It, it wasn't it wasn't as in other words, you were living in the soulless realm just by too much focus on their problem instead of what God wanted to do. Yes, yeah, we we don't we can't focus on oh if I'll, I'll, I'm I'm overwhelmed by that. I mean if somebody comes up without legs or something. I mean that's. In the natural, that's overwhelming for me. I don't know about other. Oh yeah. For me, that's a, that's a lot. If I, I mean, I have got to be tapped into the source to focus my eyes on Him, knowing with God, all things are possible. And first, for me, it was getting that stronghold of unbelief broken off of me. Then, then I begin to grow in in faith. I, I really, I couldn't grow in faith as long as that stronghold was laying hold of me. There just was not that crack in my soul that was allowing the life of the Spirit at all, really, into my soulish life. This is what exposed me, see, as a fraud, as a believer. This is how I knew something wasn't right with my life. I knew I was a Christian and loved God, and my name was written in the Book of Life and all that. But I wasn't living the abundant life. I wasn't living the life of the Spirit. This, and this is, this is what it showed me that I wasn't living that, because that was contrary to the Word. Me praying for people not seeing them get healed, that contradicts the word. There's a problem with that. I knew there was a problem with my life that I wasn't right spiritually by the fact people weren't healed when I prayed for them. So let me ask you this, and, I, and I've done many of these interviews before. I've never asked this question because it just popped in my head. Now, when the Bible says, these signs shall follow them that believe, they shall lay hands on the sick, cast out devils. I, I just kind of had an epiphany. I want to know what you thought because of what you're saying here. It doesn't say that if you're a believer that you'll have a gift of healing, a gift of working of miracles. It says that you will just lay hands on the sick and they will recover. So everything that you're saying is not for those who move in a gift that we read about in Corinthians. It's for everybody should be moving away from the soulish realm and into the spirit to seeing results. Is that true? 
Absolutely, and I train people and teach people on this. It does not say those with gifts of healing. Gifts of healing are special operations. He's talking about in Corinthians special operations, and certain people have special operations that they operate in, and we can all operate in any gift at any given moment because we have the Holy Spirit. That's another issue. But we also have gifts that are resident in us that God gives specially to people. I've seen that. I've seen special operations of gifts of healing and everything. But that's separate from the fact that anyone who believes can lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. Not everybody is a prophet, but all may prophesy. Not everyone has a gift of tongues, but everybody can pray in tongues. It's the same, same principle on that. We're supposed to emulate Jesus. Jesus, wherever he went, he prayed for the sick, he cast out demons, and he told us to do the same thing in Mark 16. We have a mandate from the Lord to do this. We can't make an excuse say, well, I can't do that because I don't have gifts of healing. That's contrary to um, what Jesus said. So, I mean, th- th- I love this. I, I mean, I've, I'm just coming to this realization myself that, that, and I don't mean for anybody listening to be disappointed or discouraged. I'm talking about myself. That if we're not seeing what the Bible says in Mark 16, again, lay hands on the sick and they shall recover, casting out devils, all these things that it talks about, it's because we're too much in the soulish realm, correct? Absolutely. Yeah, our soul. We're bound by our soul. That's why we don't have the boldness at times to to pray for the sick. Mm. We don't have the faith at times to pray for the sick. We've always got to have that life of the Spirit. And it's, you know, it's a life of faith. We're all growing in faith. I understand that. There's a part of this where we're all growing. Every year we're growing. I am growing. But I did need that stronghold broken off of me so that I could begin to grow in faith. I was not growing in faith for those 30 years at all because of that stronghold. Once the stronghold of unbelief was broken off of me, then I began to grow in faith. And, you know, we're just believing for greater and greater miracles and a greater expression of the ministry of Jesus. It's all about being like him. I just want to minister like he ministered and do the things that he did. He says, I, you know, I speak what I hear my father speak. I do what I see my father do. This is sons of God. This, we're gonna, I mean, this is what Romans 8 is about. Sons of God are led by the Spirit of God. We need to be led by the Spirit, and we can't be led by the Spirit if we're led by our soul and feeding our soulish life. <laughs> Absolutely, which, you know, let's be honest, the world loves to feed into that soulish realm, feed into our mind, feed into our will, feed into our emotions. So, you're really encouraging me and I know those listening to get out of that soulish realm and into the spirit, which is what your materials really help us do. Um, and, and, you know, at the end, John, if you could pray for people to even break that stronghold uh, in their lives, too, that'd be awesome. But before we got just a few more minutes, you talk about uh, in your book moments of boom. What does that mean? into that moment, uh, stepping into the now moment where anything is possible, where there's a gift of faith that rises up in you, or just faith is operating. It doesn't have to be a gift of faith. Remember, it's the same principle that we talked about earlier. You don't have to have a gift of faith to operate in faith. You don't have to have workings of miracles or gifts of miracles to lay hands on the sick and see them get, get, get well. It's the same uh, principle. Um, you enter in and receive the healing virtue into your body. That is the moment of boom. Sometimes it may take a day, it may take two days or whatever for your body to amend. And that's okay, that's scriptural. When Jesus prayed for Peter's mother-in-law, she was healed on the spot. The fever left her, but he said, get her something to eat. He said that as a sign. She probably wasn't, wasn't eating because she had a fever. You know, you don't feel like eating when you have a fever 
uh, as a sign that she'd been healed and so her body could recover, so she could get well. And we see that many times. We pray for the sick and part of their body gets healed, but maybe, maybe their right knee gets healed, but they've been favoring the left side and they might have a little bit of, uh, the body has to adjust for a day or two. But the main thing is that in that moment of boom to receive the healing virtue in the moment into your body so that it can work its way through. The minute you receive the healing virtue, you just begin to thank him, to praise him, and and give him glory and thank him, and then it begins to manifest in your body and and spread. But it's a matter of receiving in that moment. We have to have the right attitude and the right heart. I see people begin to receive healing virtue in their body, and I'll, I'll be like, are you better? Yeah, but it still hurts here. Well, they're not. They're, instead of acknowledging what the Lord is doing, they're acknowledging what hasn't happened yet, mm. that part of their body still hurts. And that can be a hindrance sometimes. That's not stepping into the moment of boom like, like people need to. And that's, that's part of training. That's part of working with people to step into their miracle, making them understand this so that they not only get healed, but they stay healed. Wonderful. So, John, in your brand-new book and 3CD set, Accelerated Healing, you're going to learn what ignited John's passion for healing to see in his own life, his family, wherever he goes. You're going to learn how to take it fast, this principle of receiving your healing immediately and overcome disappointment and just get in there and learn that this all belongs to you in this book and 3CD set. John, before we go, could you pray for the people listening? Absolutely. I would like to pray an Ephesians 3, 16 and 17 prayer over the people, because I know how key this is. And Paul prayed it. And I pray in this moment that out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have power together with the Lord's holy people, Lord. And I thank you for every person that is listening to this right now. I pray that in this moment, Lord, that out of the riches of their glory, they'd be strengthened in their inner man by the Holy Spirit. And that strength would now flood their soulish life, their thinking, their mind, their will, and emotions would be flooded now with the life of the Spirit, Lord God, that faith would arise, that all unbelief in this moment now would be broken off of everyone listening to this and that they would experience you in an amazing and personal way right now in this moment, Lord. And as a result, that they would begin to lay hands on the sick and cast out demons and see people recover, that the life of the Spirit is now entering their soulish life and energizing their faith. These people's faith is being energized in this moment as, as we pray that faith is rising up like never before in people, that now that unbelief is broken off, and that life of the Spirit is entering in and transforming your mind. We have the mind of Christ. It's in there by the Holy Spirit. But that mind of Christ is now becoming a reality in your soul, that you will think like him. And I pray that everyone begins to think in this moment like you and think your thoughts, Lord, and see what you're doing, Father, and speak what you're speaking wherever they go. In Jesus' name, now. Amen. Amen. You've been listening to Messianic Vision with our special guest, Dr. John Prudian. And now here's Sid to tell you how you can get this special offer. For 30 years, no one Dr. Prudian prayed for was healed. Maybe a headache or two, but that was it. Some people he prayed for even died. Now, God works creative miracles through his ministry, and he wants to teach you what he learned. 
He wants to bust unbelief off your life in his book and brand new exclusive three CD set, Accelerated Healing. You will learn how to activate the Take It Fast principle when receiving your healing, as well as creating an atmosphere for accelerated miracles. Call now for Dr. John's book, an exclusive three CD set, Accelerated Healing, for an investment of 35 U.S. dollars. To order, call 1-800-447-2697. Once again, that's 1-800-447-2697. 97. Or go to our website at sidroth.org. That's S-I-D-R-O-T-H dot O-R-G. Dr. John's book and brand new exclusive three CD set, Accelerated Healing, offer number 9542 for an investment of 35 U.S. dollars. Be sure to ask for offer number 9542. Once again, that's offer number 9542.